All right, all right, everybody. Welcome to the Redefine RVA Coaches and Coffee Podcast. Today is another special episode where we're bringing somebody on, and not just not anybody. It's a client, and it's a client who's been with us for a while now as well. Not as long as Dana, our last client who was on. Sorry. Oh, almost threw it away there. Hold on. I'm going to let you introduce yourself. <laughs> Don't want to give it up. Yeah. <laughs> we'll let them guess a little bit more till we actually introduce you. So before we jump in and tell them who we got on, we're going to talk about the coffees that we're drinking this morning. Uh, so Ben, come on. What you got? All right. So uh, I'm, back to, I'm back to Blanchard's. Okay. Hey. <laughs> I rolled through that whole bag of the drink coffee do stuff. It was all mm, fantastic. No way. But, well, there's two of us drinking it here. Oh, okay. So, Makes um, sense. They don't last that long, especially when you have a couple cups most days. But, um, yeah, back to Blanchard's, and I got it black and AeroPressed today. Yeah. Before we jump off topic, man, you did a, a Instagram takeover. I did. Produce, was it, I'm sorry, it's Do Stuff? Drink coffee, do drink, stuff. Drink coffee. Oh, and drink. correction, they were, they're out of Lake Tahoe, California. Ah. Um, not Salt Lake City, Utah, which I... Just get confused. So California, my bad on the last one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I'm dude. Their coffee is really good. It's really mm -hmm. like smooth. You get all the tones in there as well. Um, mm -hmm. from the flavors, it's it's damn good. Um, unfortunately, I'm not drinking that coffee today though. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Tell yeah. us what's up. What happened, man? Well, I'm I'm not on location either. So Chris, you're you're also. Oh, damn it. God. There it goes. Let's have a bag. Uh, <laughs> man. Ruined. I'm not good at this stuff here, as you can tell. Okay. Well, well you built up suspense, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, they don't know. We have a lot of the, we have a lot of that name at our, at our location. Okay. It's um, very unique. <laughs> but yeah, so I had to opt for something else because I'm not at home. Um, I went to Wawa this morning. Got a good mm -hmm. old. 100% Colombian roast mm -hmm. from Wawa. Black, you know, nothing extra to it. So that's the coffee of the morning for me. The coffee of the day would be my only coffee. And Chris, are you drinking coffee? I didn't see you pick up anything. Didn't so, look no, I actually, I don't drink coffee. I've never had coffee. Whoa. Whoa. But I'm, I know, I know. It's blasphemous. But I am a big tea person. So I have the most boring tea, the totally black, totally unsweetened. Iced tea that I drink copious amounts of. Oh, right on. Right on. <laughs> hey, man. Okay. Okay. You know, since it's it's tea and it does, it is kind of caffeinated, you know, I guess we'll, we'll keep you on. For a second, okay. there, I, was like, okay, I can't do a full introduction now. We passed the caffeine test. That's we're just going to uh, roll this right to the end credits. Thank you for. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so go ahead and introduce yourself since I already threw it out the bag there anyway. Um, sure. Uh, so my name is Chris Caperso and I've been a client for what, three years almost, which is wild. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I've been, I've been coming in for three years in, in my regular time, I'm an attorney, but, uh, I enjoy going to the gym more. <laughs> wow. That's my story. That's a great <laughs> intro. That's, I love that. Heck yeah. That's awesome to hear. That's awesome to hear, man. And yeah, man. So before we dive into the journey and everything, let's try and just catch up with the, you know, what's going on right now, like the, the COVID stuff, you know, everybody, we're still in quarantine here. How have you been dealing with that? Because, you know, like you said, you love going to the gym. And unfortunately, we haven't been operating at the gym. You know, we've been doing our virtual training and stuff like that. So how's that all been working for you? It's been working much better than I thought it would. And it's an interesting thing where the I was at the gym the last day it was open. Mm. Totally unbeknownst at the time, because for some reason, the email went to my spam because my spam is very bizarre and I didn't know you guys were closing. So I was like there enjoying myself. And I specifically said to Daryl, I was like, I'm so glad you guys are staying open. He's like, uh. <laughs> <laughs> crap. So I was, <laughs> I was a little worried there for that first week. But then uh, I picked up the Zoom trainings, doing the virtual trainings with Demetrius uh, three times a week. And it's it's been it's been much better than I even thought it would be. Um, I mean, I was just hopeful for something that would kind of keep me active and keep me in it. But, uh, you know, I've noticed a lot of improvement and a, a lot of different exercises that I wouldn't have done in the gym. And it's been great. It's, it's kept me 
with a day schedule. I know I, I hear you guys, especially early on, talking about trying to keep the days separate and trying to so it isn't just one day continuously. And I feel like the virtual training helps that because I'm like, okay, I know it's you know a, a certain day, like a Tuesday, if I'm calling in at seven. So that's it's helpful on that end too. Awesome. And yeah, and like, how did you how did you come to the point where you made it such a such a good schedule for yourself? Because I know some people have struggled with like, oh, maybe I'll do it some days, you know, because we're not meeting in person, it's not quite the same. But you you found a way to kind of make it a structured routine for you. How did you get to that point? Guilt. <laughs> and not not outside guilt just like personal guilt that if i woke up even a little bit too late like if it was 6 45 i knew i'd feel like crap all day if i didn't come come well virtually come in and go to the gym early on and eventually it got to the point where it was something that i look forward to which is rare for me to look forward to waking up but you know i i, I live alone and in quarantine that's accentuated <laughs> that, that i'm alone so, you know, doing the Zoom trainings and having other people to talk to is is one of the social outlets. So that was that was another thing during during the height of the quarantine that was really nice. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's 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 awesome here. And thanks for asking that question, Ben, because, yeah, that's that has been a tough one. You know, even for like personally for myself, sometimes I'm like, man, like I'm not at the gym and but still bringing that energy and stuff and being there. And it's definitely I like Chris said, it's helpful when you have the others on, you know, that, mm -hmm. that first zoom call that I actually did the virtual training, no one had their camera on and it was the most awkward virtual session, <laughs> any session in my life, training session in my life, from like my first ever training session. I was just like, uh, okay, I think they're watching me and doing what I'm doing on the other side here. So and keep doing We're it. All judging. <laughs> They're just in there like, yep, not doing this. Nope. That's funny. Um, I didn't know that. Yeah, that that was the first call, and then I was like, "Yeah, let's 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 get the cameras on." And <laughs> luckily, you know, that has been the case since. And yeah, Chris, you've been showing up, you've been crushing it. And it's really been cool to see, you know, the kind of progress you've still been able to make. You know, it's not only been maintaining. You know, you definitely, you know, what are some things that you saw yourself like kind of improve on during this? Um, well, definitely some of the the cardio stuff, um, because when I go to the gym, I mean, it, it'll probably come up, but I'm a runner, so. I usually don't like to do anything even remotely related to cardio when I'm at the gym, but it's nice to do some of the, like the quicker mo uh, movements, uh, whether it's the jumping jacks or, or some of the, the knee highs or anything like that, where it's slow or shorter bursts of cardio, uh, which is very different from running. Um, those things have helped just with a kind of a muscle recovery. Um, but also, um, just like push-ups, I, I know you and I have talked about that. Where early on, I, I specifically remember at the beginning of this whole thing having the the push-up challenge that was going around, correct, and struggling mightily to, hey, I'm to gonna, hit twenty-five. I'm gonna pause you real quick here, Chris. I think did Ben disappear? Yeah, I think we lose <laughs> Ben. We we might have lost the record. Even though it says recording, the time has stopped. So oh, I, is it really? Yeah, unfortunately, it stopped right as you were going into like talking about push-ups. So you might have to ring it back a little bit. I heard a noise that sounded like he got zapped. And I was yep. trying to figure out what that meant. Yay! <laughs> Look who's back. Lost you guys there for a second. But last thing I caught was the quicker movements, the jumping jacks, and you are talking about your improvement on some of that cardio stuff that you don't usually do when you're in the Yeah, practice. yeah. And then uh, before you so rudely left us, um, <laughs> We uh, we were discussing push-ups, and that one's been a very interesting mm -hmm. kind of snapshot because I was saying uh, at the beginning of COVID, there was that push-up challenge that was going around to do the 25 push-ups and, and tag a bunch of people. Mm -hmm. And I was able to do it barely. And I, I remember specifically, like, if I watched the video, by the end, it's like, it's all shakes. I mean, I was, I was struggling there at the mm -hmm. end. And because I've been in you know, doing my workouts from my office, um, where there, you know, isn't a copious amount of dumbbells or any kind of equipment. We've been doing a lot of pushups mm -hmm. and I've noticed now, you know, we'll throw in 10 to 15 pushups just randomly in between sets and they're not a problem anymore. And it's, it's kind of a cool little snapshot where it's, you know, over the two months of just doing them constantly, uh, just a lot of improvement. Mm -hmm. And it's stuff like that it's stuff that I don't think of when I'm 
necessarily in the gym when I'm surrounded by dumbbells and barbells and equipment that usually I'm just pushing out for, for power and output. Uh, just kind of some of those mm-hmm. more body weight type movements uh, have gotten a lot better. Yeah, dude, that's it's, awesome. It's super awesome. It's been great to see. Um, and it just goes to show, you know, you, you can definitely make things happen, whether it's at home, in the gym and stuff like that. There's different ways to progress. It's not always in, again, like moving the weights up and stuff like that. It can be, like you said, like getting your cardio better in shorter periods of times or the push-ups, you know, and I really dedicate like the push-up stuff. It wasn't really just the strength that you're building. It was more so the form. We really got to tap in and see how to correctly do Like you even said it, you're like, oh man, I start to change my hand positions and do this and focus on that. And Absolutely. That start to help it a little bit more. Um, and so. And yeah, yeah, and let me just jump in, but like great to have an open mind there too about like that you can make progress on something different than just like, you know, going up in weight or certain movements that are just strictly tied to the gym or, you know, barbells or dumbbells, that kind of thing. There's lots of areas of improvement and, you know, like if people don't have an open mind to it, they'll, they'll never see stuff like that. So props. To it, you it's, that's a good point because when I would go into the gym, I mean, I, I used the, the app that you guys use and I was very much addicted to it because it, it'll tell you, you know, what your highs were or what you've been doing lately. And there was, it was always in my mind. It was almost like a video game. It's like, okay, I got a best last time. I got to beat last time. Just keep going up and up. And usually that either mm-hmm. ends in disappointment because I couldn't do it. Or I get hurt because <laughs> it's it's just too much. Um, and this has been kind of a nice reset where, you know, I don't have that app. Um, I'm not going up in weights because I have the same set of dumbbells. I have a 20-pound set of dumbbells in my apartment that I use for everything. Like, no matter mm-hmm. what we're doing, we'll, we may go up in reps, but it's the same ones. And it's kind of reset my brain to not mm-hmm. think of it so much like, okay, I got to keep topping what I was doing. Even getting to the same spot or yeah. changing it up to do more reps or doing something like that is just as helpful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, just using all those different modalities, you know, even like the other day when we were doing pause stuff and, you know, the eccentric, you know, really focusing on totally different ways to change it up, which we've talked about in our podcast and stuff like that, you know, adding intensity to stuff. Um, so yeah. So Chris, I mean, you, like you mentioned, you're a runner. Um, you've been with us now for three years. So like what, what, so you already were active, it sounds like, before us. You know, you were into exercising or doing some form of exercise, and then you sought this out, you know, as a personal trainer. I don't know if you had personal training before us, but what made you make that jump? Like, you're already active, already exercising. What made you want a personal trainer? Yeah, uh, I would put emphasis on some form of exercise because it was <laughs> – I'm waving my hand back and forth in the eh motion, whereas, like, I, I would exercise on occasion. Um, it was a weird thing because in high school I I played soccer and I was pretty active and then in college I just kind of sank into a hole. I went I went to college in northern New York where it snowed nine months of the year, so I just didn't do anything. Oh, man. So so for about mm. three years I uh, mm. I just sat on a couch and it got pretty bad. Um, and then there was a point where I was like, okay, I need to start doing things. But even that starting doing things was go for a walk, <laughs> you know, things like that, just to just to actually move. Um, and then when I came down to Virginia and it was warmer more often, I was like, okay, I should, I should start running a little bit more. So I would do, you know, five K's maybe twice a week, um, more often than not once a week, come up with some kind of excuse not to do it. Um, and then one summer I was in Roanoke doing a internship for work and I was bored. I was by myself. So I was like, I should start going to the gym. Like, I have nothing else to do. It, this seems like a productive use of my time. Um, and that kind of got me going on working out. But, and I mentioned this to Demetrius before, my workout was the same thing every day. I mean, I, I was like, this is perfect. I can hit everything at once. <laughs> <laughs> like in an hour, I can knock out everything. No, no switching it up. It's just like, I'm going to go through uh. this routine every day. And I got burned out mm-hmm. after about eight days mm-hmm. of that. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, so it would go on cycles like that right where it'd be like okay i get burned out after about two weeks take a month off and then i'd be like i'm gonna do it again do the same exact thing take two weeks off mm-hmm. and that continued for about a year until i moved to richmond and i i live right next to you guys and i just walked by i was like you know i should probably go someplace where people can actually instruct me on how to do this correctly and because 
inevitably I'd always hurt myself or get bored. So it's like, okay, both those things I think can be alleviated by having someone teach me what I'm supposed to do, teach me when to do the movements and, um, and how to do it in an effective way. Uh, so, and I walked by you guys the first day I was in Richmond, I went for a walk to try to acclimate myself. And I was like, I'll be damned. There's the gym right there. <laughs> and, uh, uh, that's how I signed wow. up. Yes, yeah, exactly. That's what it was. You must have saw Ben in the window or something. You're like, wow, that guy right there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I got spit. That's funny. That's funny. <laughs> oh, man. Cool, man. So, I mean, so you kind of talked about like how you found us or what got us to you. And it was more so just walk by. You know, I guess, you know, you're in that phase of your life. You got into training outside of his, outside of Redefine. And then, you know, you found it that you you found that you like need a trainer and stuff like that. And so, how, so what? So yeah, what? Who did you have your consultation with? Asking them, like, uh, just like Dana was with Sip. Okay. Oh, this yeah. was a while ago. <laughs> three years, man. Three years, some time. That's some time. Okay. And so, yeah. when? How did you feel during your first consultation? I felt surprisingly good until. we were doing other things that I felt really confident because I had been running uh, a little bit more. And I was like, I'm ready for this. And he's like, okay, do 10 body weight squats. I thought I was going to keel over and die. And I was like, how is this even possible? Like I, I was running a decent clip for like five K's and maybe four miles and 10 body squat, body weight squats killed me. It's like, okay. Mm. So I see, I see room for improvement. <laughs> this is, this is pretty apparent, but I, I felt pretty good. And it was nice in a weird way, it was nice the next day when I heard a lot, I was like, all right, this is hitting the right stuff. Even, even in a consultation setting where it wasn't, we weren't like doing heavy lifting or anything like that. And still the next day I was like, Ooh, I feel worked. Yeah. I was like, this is, this is a great feeling. And then going through the next two in that first uh, three of kind of initial meetings, I was like, okay, we are hitting spots that I've never hit in my life. And uh, mm -hmm. this is going to be good. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. So, Sip, did it make you do a battle ropes in your consultation? I, I, you know, I don't remember. I don't think so because I seem to recall the first time I was like, I saw somebody doing it. I was like, yeah, <laughs> when, when are those coming in? I think, uh, I think my struggles <laughs> with body weight squats. He was probably like, yeah, you shouldn't, you probably shouldn't go onto the ropes yet. You need the training <laughs> wheels first. <laughs> That's Dude, that's awesome. So, and then, so you kind of mentioned a little bit of how, like, you know, you went into the, the following intro sessions, cause you know, you had that console and then you had like the three workouts that we kind of like slowly built up showing you like what you're going to be doing. And as we prepared your program and stuff like that. So how did you feel like in the actual training setting, like with people and stuff like that? Like, cause I, you know, most people, when they come in for personal training, they're usually thinking one-on-one -on -one training, but you signed up for our semi-private service. Um, which I think it's what we had at the time. We didn't even have one-on-one. -on -one. Um, and so how was that like setting for you? Uh, the setting is good. And actually I'm going to, I'll have an aside on that and I'll come back to that later because my, this is another great thing about you guys that I can point out is literally within a, like two months of me signing up, I separated my shoulder playing soccer. And um, so I kind of had to stop mm. doing things. And I specifically, at that time, I was training with Sip a lot more. And I, I came to him and I was like, yeah, I can't lift the Like, I can't even lift a grocery bag, let alone a weight. And he was like, okay, well, we'll tailor it to what's going on with you. Like, we'll, we'll fix your workout up. So maybe doing more leg stuff um, and try to really get your shoulder back into motion. And that was awesome because if it had been me by myself, one, I wouldn't have known what I was doing. And not knowing what I was doing, I probably would have just done nothing. Um, but it was nice to be able to come in, talk to somebody who knows what they're talking about and be like, okay, we'll, we'll develop this kind of a routine to kind of rehab and get you back to where you were and where, where you can be going forward. And that's been helpful going forward because I, I hurt myself a lot, as you guys well know. And, and it, it always seems to be the same thing. I'll, I'll do something kind of stupid. We were talking about push-ups. I mean, I've hurt my shoulders doing push-ups wrong. And it'll be like, okay, we'll, we'll take some time off from shoulders and slowly get back into it. And now I don't have shoulder issues at all. And I, I credit that solely to the fact that you guys are like, okay, let's, 
let's figure out a routine to to get some strength in there so this doesn't happen ever again. And uh, that that's one thing, a huge benefit that I obviously can't get by myself because I don't know any of those things. Uh, so that's an, that's an awesome aside from my initial thing. But when I came back to the gym a little bit healthier and being able to do the um, semi-private, it's it's really nice. And I think Dana touched on this last week to be able to see people at different levels because I'm I definitely agree with her. When you go to a bigger gym and you see just people lifting all day and it's like, it's, it's intimidating. It, you see people going crazy. You're like, okay, I got, I got to try to match that and, or, or, yeah. or try to do it within your bounds. But even that's probably not within your bounds. It's not a responsible way to do it. Um, and it, it can be intimidating and you can either hurt yourself or stop. Um, but in semi-private people are on, it's very diverse in the journeys. I think that's exactly what Dana said. Uh, people's fitness journeys and you can kind of see okay everybody's working at at their own things and everybody's getting better and you can see that as you're going to class with the same people um and that's uplifting in a way to see people still working hard to to get to their goals and it, it kind of pumps you up where you're like okay you know i can do that too and, and it's it's nice it's it's a good collegial atmosphere to to work and get better at uh these different physical fitness things yeah, man, that's, that's awesome. And I'm so glad that you, you touched on that injury piece because, um, just as an active person in general, uh, you, me, like plenty of other people, um, we get hurt sometimes. And, you know, even as like young men, we typically tend to overreach at times. Um, there's just something in us that we want to do more than we're capable of, but, uh, we'll, we'll find ourselves hurt here and there. Um, even with the smartest training programs or, you know, some of the, sometimes like the most cautious, like philosophies around things we're doing. But, uh, when you do get hurt, you, you were able to come back into the gym and try to manage or try to, you know, work with what you had going on. So you'd separated your shoulder playing soccer, but you didn't say, it can't work out. You were like, I'm going to go back to the gym and see what we can do. And we modified for you. But, um, I guess my question is what, what was the trigger? What was the the piece of your mind that was like, I can still work out here, even if it's not using my shoulder, you couldn't lift the grocery bags, but you were like, I can still go to the gym. And, and I think a lot of people are missing that piece. So maybe you could talk to why, why you were able to connect those dots and say, I, I'll go back to the Well, gym. some of that's personal experience from the previous times, like I said, where I would lift pretty consistently and then stop every time you come back, it's so hard it's almost like you started square one and it's really mm. disheartening. And and sometimes that would lead me to take longer breaks because mm. it'd be like, well, I'll never get back to where I was. Mm. Um, and I felt like I was in a really good routine when I ended up hurting my shoulder. And I was like, I can't, I don't want to lose what I've done. Um, or at least the fitness mm. in general, obviously I'm not gonna be able to lift with my upper body as much, but I don't want to lose that fitness that I had. Um, and kind of a more recent mm. example and, and another positive is after the run in November where I, I had a lot of knee pain it was like coming in and Demetrius knows that I have that knee pain it's like okay not only will we avoid hitting that square odd so you hurt more we're, we're just not going to do that but we'll strengthen the the other muscles so that we'll hopefully stabilize and not deal with that again I mean I still can't believe that I came in for workouts after running the race in November like that week yeah. And I mean, that that's a testament to, to you guys that you're like, okay, you knew exactly what was going on. I mean, you, you would ask questions through the entire process about how I was feeling, how, how things were going and uh, kind of developed a plan afterwards to recover. And that, that's been huge. Cause mm -hmm. I mean, there were points where I couldn't walk and yet I would still come to the gym because you, you guys could figure it out. You knew how to, <laughs> how to keep man. me going with, <laughs> while I couldn't walk. So it was great. Mm. Oh yeah. yeah, man, dude, that's freaking awesome to hear. And I thank you for, you know, been asking that question to allow you to elaborate on that. Cause that is huge. You know, even, I mean, like Ben said for ourselves, we, we get into these injuries come up, you know, as and even as active adults, whether, whether you're in a, a controlled environment or outside, you know, we hear a lot of times where clients are like, Oh, I'm reaching for something. And then boom, there goes that always. You know? um, it's those simple things, which, you know, that's why with exercising, you know, we are trying to help minimize those instances from happening, but they happen. 
especially because when you're outside of, again, a control environment, you're not thinking and you, we shouldn't always have to think like, okay, let me get into this perfect form here while I hinge and re like, you know, you, you're probably not going to go through all those processes because you're just out and about doing your normal daily stuff. So you're just like, oh, let me just, boom. and then things happen. But it's that point that you said there, which, you know, it's just coming back in and showing up. Um, and it, it is hard when you have taken some time off and that can, you know, add to that, that mental resistance where it's like, oh, like this is going to be so tough. And that's, and that's what it is like physically. Yes, it's going to feel harder, but it's more mental than anything. Cause after the first couple of days of you getting back into routine, your body is going to, it's going to get back into the muscle memory stuff. It's going to start to adapt as it was, and it's never going to be as hard as it was the first time it may feel like it that barrier there but it it really isn't and yeah yeah uh there's um just to bring this back up demetrius there's one thing that you brought up a while ago and i'd never heard it talked about like this um when somebody's like uh you know i've been through the weight loss journey i lost some weight and it came back on uh, and i feel like i'm starting back again from square one and you said but you've got experience now and you were like yeah i mean you've done it before so you know what it takes like you you've been there and you've you've walked that that walk a little bit so you kind of know the things you need to do and i think the same applies with not only that but with getting back to the strength things getting back to running long miles or long distances again is like you know what it takes and you know you've gained experience from that and maybe you've gotten hurt from doing something and you, you've kind of learned a lesson from that, or you've learned a feeling that you, you know, to stay away from those kinds of things, huge experiences for when you do come back to a point where you're, where you're at a square one again, um, because it's going to happen to, to everybody. And it's going to happen again to all of us where we're, we're kind of knocked back a peg and we're like, all right, I got to rebuild a little bit. And to have that experience is huge. For sure. And that's, that's a nice thing about being in groups of people in the gym that, that, you know, is, yeah, it, it doesn't feel like you're doing it alone, even if nobody else is on the same type of path where, like you said, you're at square one, still just having other people around that, you know, just like anything else in life just kind of makes you feel better and, and really pumps up your mindset as far as, OK, I can do this again. And like you said, having the experience to know that you can do it, even though psychologically there may be part of you that's like it was so hard the first time. I don't know if I can do it again, but having other people around kind of breaks that down a bit. And you're like, no, realistically, I can do this again. Okay. Nice. Okay. Uh, so, I mean, nice. dude, it, it sounds like you're motivated through anything to come through. I don't even know if, if it's, we had like a snowstorm and we had a, like, you would, you would make it. I don't know what kind of storm. I'd slip and fall on my way there, but I'd make it. Yeah. <laughs> and you would still come in. You would fall on the, hey, I busted my hip. I know we need to, we can work around this though, guys, right? <laughs> Let's make it. That might be concussed. It's <laughs> <laughs> bleeding out of your ear. <laughs> like, first day of the territory. Yeah. Bring that over here. We'll make it happen. Um, so, yeah, I mean, because I was going to, I mean, you really roll through a lot of even some of the benefits because I was going to ask, you know, what, what are some benefits you've seen from training? Um, but, I mean, you've mentioned quite a few. Is there anything else on the top of your head that you would think like, man, like, you know, this has been a, another good experience I've seen from training or something I've learned. It doesn't even only have to be, you know, we talked a lot about the physical aspect, but I know with you and me, we've talked a lot about nutrition too. And, uh, you know, you've been really, you know, you know, good at that point, at that part there and asking questions and stuff. So anything around that? Yeah, that that's very helpful to to be able to ask questions about nutrition, because it's one of those things. I mean, I've been counting calories since 2011, <laughs> which is wild. And um, for a long time, nothing was <laughs> happening because I, in my brain, you know, I'd have the whole, oh, well, I just got to limit my calories. And I mean, there was one point in uh, grad school where it was like, I dropped down like 20 pounds because I was like, oh, I should limit it to like, I don't know, like 1700 calories. And I was running and I'm six foot three and it was so stupid, but in my brain, I'm like, let's do it. And, um, there's, there's so many things in my head that don't actually make sense. Cause I don't know anything about nutrition. I mean, it's, it's not something I'm trained in. So being able to ask questions of you guys and being like, you know, what should I eat for breakfast? <laughs> like some, something that simple is, is very reassuring to be like, okay, I may think, Oh, this is a lot of calories for a breakfast, but it's like, It'll help me in the long run. And sure enough, it does. 
Um, there's always that little voice in your head that's like, no, you should save these for later. Like bank the calories. And that never turns out well. Um, <laughs> but I think uh, a big advantage for me is mentally just because I, I, I'm a firm believer in the runner's high. Um, there's a big reason why I would go running is like, I felt so good afterwards. And I never felt that way going to the gym by myself, um, probably because it was doing the same thing over and over again. It was more of a mental slog than a physical one. Um, but when I, when I, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm at the gym doing workouts in the morning, or if I'm doing the Zoom workouts in the morning, I get the same kind of high, or it's like I feel like I've really accomplished something. And especially early in the day, I, I didn't used to be a morning workout person at all. I used to do it at like 8 p.m. and um, you guys have really made me into a morning workout person. Cause I'll, I'll go in and work out and come out and be like, yeah, let's go. Like amped. Yeah. And uh, that's, some, you yeah. did that, man. You did <laughs> yeah, exactly. that. Yeah. I look at myself <laughs> in the mirror. I give myself a pep talk. I feel great. Yeah. Like, it's, it's true. Like your, your mental state is just so much better. Um, between actually doing physical work and, and being social in some way early in the morning, it, it just kind of kickstarts everything. And it, it just, the day feels so much better and it feels like it flows a lot better when, when you've done something like that. For sure. And, and it probably helped too, that you start to, you know, eat and get the energy to have <laughs> true yeah energy in the mornings, you know, and stuff like that. And the way that's huge. I, I remember, you know, talking about that with you in the beginning, at least after like maybe the initial stuff and us kind of regrouping back in and redirecting your goals, you know, that was a big thing where I was like, well, we're going to start upping up those, those calories. And you're kind of like, uh, well, I don't think that's what I want. Like, <laughs> I, I was like, hesitant for yeah, sure. Was, yeah. Cause I was hesitant about it. I remember that. Um, like, yeah, I don't want to go back to where I was when I was in college. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a, that can be a scary thing of, of adding calories back in, um, or just even up in calories in general. Um, but it's, man, does it feel it good. Does. And that's, that's the scary part is any, any times before I've, I've tried, I tried bulking once by myself and that was first off, my bulk was the dirtiest of bulks because <laughs> <laughs> at that time I was not a veggie eater in any way, shape or form. So I was like, Oh, I need protein. KFC, let's go. And <laughs> you know, pounding like you know, 3,500 calories of fried chicken. And like, lo and behold, I gained 20 pounds in a month. Like, so I mean, that, that kind of terrified me. That's arterial yeah, I, mean, it was, it was, I basically adopted Michael Phelps' diet without swimming. It was, it was not a good move. <laughs> Lots of, yeah, lots of yeah and, and then like when I was doing the more controlled one that Demetria suggested, I mean, my brain immediately went to that. I was like, oh my God. Whereas if I was thinking about logically, it's like, mm. you're not going to go to KFC ever. So, so don't do that. <laughs> but it, it's like you're loading up with good things, like rather than fried chicken skin, you're having nuts. <laughs> like those are very different things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, right. But it, yeah, it's, it's kind of the mental hurdle to get over. But it, it helps having somebody tell you that who knows what they're talking about. Rather than mm-hmm. me, mm-hmm. you know, telling myself, I don't know anything I'm talking about. Well, you know, and to, to be a little nicer <laughs> to yourself about it, like um, there's there's everybody out there, everybody in the world, like who's spouting about losing weight is typically about removing calories, like at all costs. And so like, you know, like juice cleanses, fasts, all the different types of diets, like you're really, really restricting everything. So of course, that's where your mind went. But, um, you know, again, props to you for having an open mind to being able to listen to some advice that's actually really helped you in the long run. So that's, that's great. I mean, it really starts with you. Yeah, for mind. sure. And I, and I think even like you speaking about your nutrition knowledge, it, it definitely helps to have the knowledge to make the change. But you did have some, like you said, you've been counting calories since 2011. And that's what actually helped mm. you adapt to when I was saying, okay, like, this is what we're going to do, because you had an idea already, okay, how foods you know, what energy was in foods, you know, how to, like you said, you used to bank calories and stuff like that. So having these things in your mind, like how to like structure your nutrition throughout the day and make better choices, like you're already doing it. Like you were already building up that knowledge. Yeah. You probably didn't have the rest of the stuff that we have, you know, when we break down, like when we're talking about macros and how that, you know, even now when we're doing our carb cycling and stuff like that, those little things are tools and stuff, but at the basis, you had a very good foundation. And I think, you know, you have to give yourself some props there because that's, that really helped. 
Thank you. I I think one of the big changes that I made with uh, you guys specifically was, and this this is kind of an indictment on calorie counting in a way, is I was so mathematical about it. I was like, okay, I need to hit these percentages that veggies never entered the equation. Because I was like, oh, there, there's really not much to them. So what's the point? <laughs> like, you know, like kale doesn't really enter into my calorie equation. And there's, there's like, there are not that many calories in it. So why even bother with the greens? Because you don't, they don't show up in the math. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then mm-hmm. I remember Sip specifically saying that first week. He's like, you need to put veggies in every meal. I was like, excuse me. <laughs> I was like, how does one do that? <laughs> yeah. But why? Yeah. How do how do I accomplish this feat? But it it's it's tri- yeah. and like now I do it with every meal because it's like I feel empty without it. But when I was just doing it solely on a mathematical basis, I was like, oh, I can just do my carbs, my protein, my fat, and honestly, never even worry about greens. And it's it's a weird thing mm-hmm. where it's like, okay, they may not show up in there, mm-hmm. and you, you may not see it in in any of those like counting stats that you're trying to do. But they're vital. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the I think my fitness pal has a, a like they don't really do great with the micronutrient side of things. There's some other apps that do a, a good bit with micronutrients, so vitamins and minerals and all that sort of stuff. But yeah, my fitness pal definitely prioritizes the big three, like the macros. So um, that's if that's what you're being forced to look at, that's what you're going to see. And so of course, like eating like a pound of kale, which is like maybe physically <laughs> impossible. I don't know, but um, it's like that's not it's only going to give you so much of your macros it's going to give you a few carbs and a few a few bits of protein but like not a whole lot so yeah exactly whereas i could go eat you know mm-hmm. chick-fil-a and i could satisfy it all it number wise, <laughs> i totally could oh definitely definitely and right. yeah that's the thing with the tracking apps and mm-hmm. Again, it's just a tool to help you. I mean, you could track on an Excel sheet too. Like they have these sheets out there you can do it and you can get the same type of benefits that you can do from MyFitnessPal, but it's just simple. It's an app, it's quick, it has some stuff pre-programmed in there and you can find those things. Um, it does take a little get to getting used to in the beginning, but it really doesn't take that much time to pop in something real quick and figure out what it is or scan it and stuff. Um, but yeah, I don't like the layout of it. I will say like, especially it, it doesn't even honestly prioritize even the macro sometimes all you see at the top is the calories you know mm-hmm. the calories unless you have like a premium version um which I, you know i've played around with actually i still have where you can adjust what shows you can adjust if it shows like the macros and this and that but you know that's calorie mm-hmm. sometimes even though that is an important part especially if we're looking at um definitely weight loss more so even like we're bulking a bit but with weight loss and we're looking at getting in that caloric deficit but i hate that like you're either in the red or green type of space. Yeah. You, know? uh, you win or you good, lose. Good or bad. Yeah. yeah. You know? It's it's a horrible, it's a horrible concept and mindset. Cause you know, as we talked about, I'm always like, hey, the weekly average, like just look at the bigger picture of things there. Because yeah, day to day, I don't expect it to be this thing. Like that's it gets you back into that old routine, like you said, like working out, doing the same thing day in and day out, where you're gonna be like, Oh, I can't do this, or you're gonna want to break the path, you know. Yeah, you feel beholden to what your your calories were because you were like, oh well, yesterday I hit it, so I should just do the same thing again. And you end up in like a weird cycle. Yeah, yeah. My, this is this I know. Is I'm sorry. <laughs> Not that I'm going to ask them to change up. Their I mean, I've I've used them daily for yeah. ten years, so I use them too. Uh, and it it could go down that rabbit hole too of like people when they start they sign up and they they see the goals they're like oh i want to you know i want to be this this weight and it's you know the far picture it's like the two years down the road but they don't realize it's two years down the road goal and then they're like i want to lose the most amount so two you know they might do two pounds a week um and so you know they'll be able to put all the numbers in spits out 1200 calories and you know you who you saw 1700 calories as a runner and a six foot three person that's low if imagine you saw 1200 calories you're like how am I supposed to keep that up? And you couldn't do that for more than a few days. And you're just like, oh, my, yeah. And, and then on the extreme of that, when I first set it up, I was like, oh, I'm a light runner. You know, I, I run like e- even I set it up for maybe once a week, twice a week that I was running. And it was like, hey, you can eat like thirty seven hundred calories. I was like, thank you, my fitness pal. <laughs> and that obviously didn't work. So it's mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. it it's like you said, it's a good yeah. tool, but it's nice having 
people who know what they're talking about kind of guide me in the right direction um, mm-hmm. to, to, to eat the right things and do the right things. It's a hard thing to do, man. It's a hard thing to know. Yeah, it's so much so. information out there. <laughs> and, you know, you, you can find an article and a study for every side of it. And, you know, really the study of nutrition is still in its infancy. I mean, this is not something, this is just now that we're starting to get a lot of information about. And it didn't get that way until they start to see how big of a business this is. You know, the health and fitness realm is mm. billions of dollars in weight loss products and stuff like that. So you got to keep that in mind too. I mean, even as well, I was as a professional, I look at this stuff and I'm like, okay, what is what? You know, because it's like, are they trying to back something? Is there going to be something coming out soon? It's weird. It's a weird space. Um, yeah, there's even times <laughs> I get confused. Like there's times I get drawn into the hype of a, of a diet. Like, you know, a few years ago when the keto diet was getting really popular, I was like, that sounds really nice. Like, you know, all that energy and, you know, you don't have to eat breakfast. You don't eat anything until dinner. Like, I was like, well, that sounds great. But then I just realized it was just another way of eating. It's not anything miraculous. It's not anything crazy. It's just mm-hmm. another way of eating. Correct. Yep. <laughs> we, we can get confused too. Definitely happens. <laughs> Definitely happens there. And yeah, but I think it's, again, a testament to you, Chris, because I mean, you've still been able to enjoy the things that you like um, and see the results yep. that you want to see. You know, and it's taking patience, though. It's not right away. It's not immediate. It's not like we make a change and it's like, oh, shoot, there it is. You know, it is that kind of like, okay, what's going on here? Following up week after week. Um, And, you know, as you get, again, more versed and stuff, you start to identify things that are happening and stuff like that. So. For sure. I mean, I'm definitely still a a run for pizza kind of person. (laughs) It's like if I have a longer run, I can go eat that pizza. Here I go. That's good stuff, man. You gotta, you gotta treat yourself. I was just talking. Yeah, I was just talking to somebody uh, about that and restricting. You know, they were talking about how they went on these binges from stuff that they really like. You know, they really they enjoyed having ice cream. You know, but they would like totally cut it out for months. And then as soon as like a craving came up and they gave into the craving, they couldn't stop themselves. You know, it goes into like devouring the ice cream and feeling like they're off path again, you know, and going back, yeah, you end up feeling awful, like yeah, me- mentally and physically. And I was like, well, stop that. <laughs> if you enjoy ice cream, I want you to have it, plan it in like once a week or something like that. Like don't take it out for entire months on end because that's what's going to happen. And I've actually witnessed right. that myself where like I've gone out of the fact when I was, a, when I was younger, like we had like all the little Debbie cakes and sweets in the house and, yeah, yeah. Oh, right on. You're always available. <laughs> like, you know, when my mom went grocery shopping, there's definitely going to be some of those cakes available when you got back from school. And, but as I got older and I wasn't purchasing those things, so I'm like, man, I got to use my money on stuff that actually <laughs> fills me up here, some real food. Mm-hmm. Like, I start to like minimize that. So I will say, my like, I start to change a bit. I didn't get as like many sugar cravings and stuff. But as soon as I did feel like, oh, I want something and I would like give in. It would turn to oh i can't stop now ravenous i just want to have more of these little cakes and stuff Mm -hmm. and so i I try to implement that like with me and ben have talked about the 80 20 90 10 like having that stuff just throughout the diet there um so you don't get those periods Mm -hmm. of time where you restricting yourself so much that you just want to go on these binges yeah that's a true like expansion of the lens looking at the bigger picture like trying to get out of that one week to one month to three month window of, of seeing progress and moving it to one year, five years, 10 years, like full life kind of thing. I think that's the hardest. That's well, it's one of the hardest things to do is to, to like really look down the road like that and be like, you know, this one month of like not having the things that I really enjoy might actually hurt me in the long run. Uh, you know, you saw it with the, the cycles of doing the exercise or like doing the routine for, one to two weeks and you fall off for two or two weeks or a month and you, you just kind of like never move forward. So, you know, the more you strict, the kind of the less. You yeah. I mean, it's, and... it's obviously cliche, but it's always right. It's a marathon, not a sprint. Like it's, it's always correct. Like <laughs> life is long. <laughs> like mm-hmm. do, do things that right. you can sustain. Yeah. That's the word, that's, man. That's, that's the big that's... one. The big S word. Sustain. <laughs> Sustainability. <laughs> uh, definitely. Beautiful. <laughs> I, that at all. Um, I was not paid to say that. 
Yeah. <laughs> I won't say this on the camera that we're recording. Uh, but yeah, so uh, kind of lost track. Oh, I was going to. So with this and being that this is something you've been doing for quite a while. So what are like, so how do you see fitness being a part of your life for like the long term then? Like we're talking about sustainability. We're talking about the bigger picture. Like, so, you know, obviously you came to us because you want to do things the right way. You had some goals and you still do. And as you probably have come to see, you know, it's never just a, a end target. You know, a lot of people feel like, you know, you got to work towards something, you get there and it's over. As you can tell, mm -hmm. not the case there. Well, it doesn't seem like it for you, but yeah. So what is your bigger picture when it comes to like exercising, working out? What does that look like for your, your life and your lifestyle going forward? That's a great question because I feel like initially any times that I would work out, it was with an end goal in mind to, to look a certain way or to to get ready for a certain thing. Um, and really the key to, to losing that was to make it a habit. Now, now I feel like exercise is like eating lunch. Like it's just something I have to do. So it's because, I mean, I feel younger now than I did 10 years ago when I did absolutely nothing. Damn. And it's, it's, it is, yeah, it's huge. huge. Turning huge. it into a habit and, and something. And I think one of your first podcasts was about habits and it's, it's true. Like it's, you want it to be something that's just as regular in your day as showering, hopefully, and, and eating lunch and, and doing all those things. It's yeah. like, okay, I got to exercise. That's what I do. It's, it's part of how I maintain myself um, and, and, my, and my mental state mm -hmm. and my physical state. Um, but it, like, it's a really good point that I feel like early on, a lot of my like, kind of bouts of being physical were to accomplish something. And it's great to have goals, of course. Like, I, I mean, I even have goals right now, but it's it's still, like I said, the long game. You're 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 plotting out years, not weeks. And it's mm -hmm. it, it's really just about turning it into a habit, I think. Yeah, and and it seems that you've kind of adopted it as part of your identity. I mean, we'll we'll be sitting in the gym, maybe having a meeting, or you know in the midst of training in the morning, Chris <laughs> run by, we're like, and that, that guy, he is, he's out there getting it. Like he's in the gym two to three times, sometimes four times a week. And then running all the other days. Like you're, I mean, it's part of your lifestyle, man. It is For sure. And I mean, obviously it takes time. I, I, I work too, but it's, it's one of those things. And <laughs> early on, especially starting work, I was like, I don't have the time to do this. And then when I stopped for a second and really thought about the bigger picture, it's like, it is such a ridiculous statement. Cause it's like, okay, if, if I'm working too much when I'm really not like, there's always time to do something because if, if I'm not working, mm -hmm. I'm sitting on the couch watching TV. Like I could be running during that or, mm -hmm. or even at a, a lesser extent, I could be watching TV on a treadmill, you know, I could do something. Mm -hmm. um, so it's, mm -hmm. yeah, it's just about balancing the time and, and so much of it comes from making it a habit and being like, okay, this is something I have to do. It's not, not an option to just fill some time like any other hobby. It's, it's something I have to do and fit into the day where I can. Wow. It, dude, it sounds like you, like at some point you made a really, really firm conscious decision to make this happen. Like not just, I want to try it. I want to do it like a little bit. You didn't just limp in. You were like, no, this is going to happen. For, my life. for sure. Yeah. That, I mean, maybe it's a quarter life crisis. I don't know <laughs> that, that did it. But I was like, <laughs> if I don't start now, you know, if, if I end up being, you know, 35 or 40 and having not exercised at all, there's no way I'm starting then. You know, I need to start mm -hmm. now. It needs to become part of my mm -hmm. life now so that when I get to that point and, you know, joints might end up, I mean, they're failing me right now and I'm in my 20s. But like if I get if I get to that point, it's like things are starting to fail. At least I'll have had the the base that I came from. I was like, okay, this is part of my life. It's something yeah. I have to do. But if I was trying to start later on in life, like not a chance. Because I know me. <laughs> yeah, that's well, that's good. Um, but yeah, hitting huge, huge um points of like quality of life and longevity and um those types of things. When you're active and when you're you're taking care of your body, um, the you know the trajectory towards the end of your life just looks a lot more favorable as far as health and quality of life. So yeah. props, man. that's, that's super wise. Like 
that's a that's a wise decision for a like a long term strategy to hit at twenty five. Uh, you know, most guys just want to bench <laughs> three <or> right? <laughs> like we're not thinking about when we're eighty. Yeah, I mean, if I tried to bench three, I mean, I'd crush my windpipe and I'd be dead immediately. So <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't do much. For yeah, yeah, dying guys. isn't good for the long term. Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it's a, it, so yeah, you mentioned that stuff, but even in that like way that you're looking at it, it is very possible for you to reach like a goal, like a 315 now because of like your, the way that you're looking at this. So for not only just for the exercising, but for the weight loss, because your outlook on it is for this lifetime thing, all the goals, the little goals and challenges in between are going to be so much easier to hit because you know that you're going to keep going no matter what, where if that goal is the only point that you're looking at and you're not looking at like, let's make this more than that, then it's going to feel so long. That journey to that goal is going to feel 10 times longer. And then it's also going to be, again, it's going to be mental struggle when you don't make it, or if you're putting that on the highest pedestal, but when you have something that's above all that, all the little goals in between, like those, they're come, they'll, they'll come along the way because it's going to happen because you're just so committed to make it to shifting your identity. Like Ben said, you know, you've made this a part of your identity. Um, and it does take time and you do have to go and you have to tell yourself like, this is a must, you know, and I think that's where people look at trainers and stuff like that. And they're like, oh, man, you guys make it look so easy and this and that. But it's because we kind of came, we, we reached that same point where this is a must. Like we look at exercise as you have to. Like this is what our, our bodies were built to move and do these things and contract like your muscles do these things. And to not allow your body to do it, I think it's, it's yeah, it's, it can make it harder. And for anybody who's listening and thought like, oh man, like he mentioned 35, 40 so hard, like can't do it. That's me too. Like I'm at that age now and I'm trying to start both. Like we'd have clients again from all fitness journeys, all age ranges. I mean, we can go even to one of our other clients, um, John, who started with us, his fitness journey at 62, I think he was when he started with us, 63. Um, but yeah, in his mid sixties, you know, like just that, starting his journey, and was able to gain traction. And now, you know, he, he just posted up like he hit his like hundredth and something workout, two hundred something workout with us. I think it was, um, and it's it's amazing. So it can happen. It is harder. You know, I've heard it many times from those that I'm trained. They're like, you know, don't stop. <laughs> They're like, don't stop now because when you do get this age, it does get harder because. It can be. It's a it's a mental barrier. You know, you you might not have as much energy at that time or whatnot. And I don't want to speak for everybody because John, he I feel like he has all the energy. I think he has more energy than me. So. <laughs> yeah, well, that's that's, that's, a, that's, that's another plug yeah, for uh, that's yeah. another plug for semi private. Is I see John doing things. It's like holy crap. Yeah, I mean, it just amps <laughs> me up. It's like oh my god, he's getting after it. Like I said, the, with the yeah, it's great. me talking about whether I could do it when I was 35 or 40 is because I know myself and I know what I was like before I made that decision to to make fitness more of a habit. And I was like, I was pretty lazy. <laughs> so it was like, I, I wouldn't be able to jump into it. If I kept the same mindset of laziness until I was 40, there's not a chance I would have jumped into it. And and to go to semi-private and, and see people who are kicking off that journey at 40 or 50 or 60, it's I mean, it's incredibly inspiring. It's like, I, I got to match that intensity and, and that drive because mm. that's, it's incredible. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. And that's not an excuse to wait though. If you, you know, <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. You yeah. Know, yeah. They're like, well, you know, if they did it at that age, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> back burner till then, you know, if you're listening, yeah, I'll write it on the calendar for 2050. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's like they said, there's no better time to get started than now. You know, just keep doing it, getting into it um, and, you know, finding those reasons either while you're going along or actually you sit down and you write out like, OK, like, what is this going to bring to my life? You know, how have I seen it help other people as well? Instead of just looking at, you know, the aspects of life from people, you know, we, we it's OK, I think, to use other people as motivation. You know, some people will look and see somebody and be like, oh, I, I, I like the way they look and stuff like that. That's cool. But also, like, look at their lifestyle. You know, I think that's what attracts you in too. Physically, you may saw, but maybe you're thinking like, oh, look, they're always doing stuff. They're hiking and stuff. And that's something you want to do, you know, attribute your your uh, your goals and your reasons why to that. 
you know, maybe be like you, you notice that they've, if it's a female and you notice that these fitness professionals, someone have kids and they still look fit, you know, because I know that can be a thing for a lot of women sometimes where it's like when, if they do want to have kids, they do kind of have that fear. Um, if they were active or not active, that it's going to be hard to maintain, you know, get to a weight or get to a, a body goal that they have or a lifestyle. But looking at it in a bigger sense of like, it could still happen. You can still be healthy. It will help you be there for your kids, be more active with your kids and stuff like that. Looking at those things as well. Oh, yeah. I mean, on, on that point, talk about motivation. You know, if, if I see someone, you know, who's working and maintaining a family and all these things, like, good Lord, like, what then i have absolutely no excuse <laughs> you know because th mm -hmm. those are both full-time jobs and they're still in here you know <laughs> it's it's very inspiring yeah inspirational man. It, is, it is really inspirational when you see somebody make that that firm commitment too and and like just a, just a tribute to making the choice and making the time like like you had touched on earlier about the fact that like oh i don't have an excuse not to go running i'm just sitting here on the couch like you made that choice you made that you know not to not to take the route of that excuse some of these people um who have families and kids they're they're getting up at 4 30 in the morning to to have the time to get the workout in because they're prioritizing their health um as as much as they can right they're not you know over prioritizing it but they're making it a priority in their life to say this is going to help me and my family in the long run versus my my short-term feelings of wanting to stay which are very strong Hey, they can be those feelings, th those ones that come up in the moment are usually the strongest, you know, that's what you got to like, mm -hmm. got to ask yourself that question. Like, hold on. Why? Why is this so strong right now? Why is this so compelling? And I mean, you can sometimes, sometimes you win, sometimes you don't. I don't know. I got to say it. sometimes <laughs> where I'm like, ah, oh, I'm not feeling it today. And I, if I go through and I make it, I make it happen. I feel great. But there's some days I, I can't do it. Like, even if I try, I'm like, all right, I'm going to get started. I'm like, ah, nope. nope. And some days you need that. Some days <laughs> yes. you do need the break. But you do. You definitely do. Mm -hmm. You don't want the breaks to be the habit. <laughs> enter, <laughs> enter grace. Yes. yes. <laughs> Giving yourself some grace. Giving you some room to breathe. The recovery is just as important uh, as the activity as well. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, man. Wow. Chris, dude, awesome stuff, man. I mean, definitely gave us some great details and like your journey. And I hope that really helps a lot of people hearing it from, you know, who don't know where to start because you, you talked about how you, you know, you just kind of went into it. What's motivated you, your outlook on this too. That was huge. You know, thank you for giving us that insight on how you look at this being, you know, a long-term thing for you. Um, is there anything else that was on your mind that you want to leave our listeners with or your coaches with here? Um, well, thanks. <laughs> you know, th thanks for everything. It's, I think if I, if I wanted people to know anything, it's that I still, I still very much feel like a novice in a lot of this stuff um, because I didn't start doing it until, like I said, I've been a client for three years, um, which in the grand scheme of things is a short time. If I, if, like I said, if I'm thinking years and decades down the line, three years is still a short time. So I'm still I think there's always something to learn and, and always something to get better at, but it's just knowing it's, it's that journey part of it. That's so, uh, so appealing that you always feel like you're doing the, the 1% better type mindset and you're just little incremental things to feel better. And it's, that's, that's the big thing. And I, I really appreciate you guys being there to kind of push, push that mindset and, and push me along on it. Dude, super welcome, man. <laughs> Yeah, that, I love it. Yeah, that was perfect, bro. All right, man. Well, <laughs> we're going to end it here. Thank you so much, Chris, for coming on and sharing your journey with us. We really thank you for having us. Um, yeah, if anybody, you know, if you're still listening, hopefully you made it through this and please <laughs> comment. <laughs> let us know what your thoughts are um, and where you are in your journey and reach out to us. I mean, we are slowly getting back into things here at Redefine. We're doing some outdoor training now. We still have the virtual training going on alongside that for the time being. Um, and we're hoping soon, you know, we'll, we'll have our doors open again and start, you know, getting people back on their journey or started on their journey. Um, you know, if you ever have any questions, reach out to us. We're more than happy to, you know, talk with you and chat it up and you can set up a consultation with us virtually and get some information from mm -hmm. us as well. I hope everybody has an awesome one. Check out our other podcasts as well. We have so much information to listen to. 
Chris, dude, we would love to have you back on. You know, you, you, oh, we'd love to be back on. This was fun. Cool. All right. Catch you guys later. Cheers. Peace.